Right before we were recording, Mark was telling me a story about his Roomba. Yeah, Roomba? A, I call it a Roomba. Yeah, so my Roomba, which is great. It's a great thing. You should buy one. This, this is not This sponsored. podcast is not sponsored no, by Roomba. No. Do not fucking buy a Roomba just because he said that No, shit. don't. But, but do because they're fucking great. Don't. But here's the downfall. If you have a dog, which Tyler doesn't because you're not a dog person, which is fucking creepy. It, We've already talked about it. We'll talk about it again. But it's weird. Anyways, I do have a dog because I'm a <clears throat> normal human functioning in society. And uh, he got sick because whatever dogs get sick. He got sick and uh, he pooped on the floor uh, and it was liquid, gross dog shit. The Roomba decided to do its cleaning duties. Uh, <laughs> Duty. <laughs> and thank God we have hardwood floors. However, I wasn't expecting it. And so uh, long story short, yeah, I had to clean the entire Roomba out, which totally sucked. Here's where it gets crazy though. The next day I put him in the kitchen and I put up the little baby gate so he couldn't get out because he can jump over it. So I kind of put it up a little higher, did think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, if he shits, his shits in the kitchen, no big deal. He did. And the Roomba fit under the gate and uh, took, <laughs> took day two's worth of shit throughout the entire house. Now, this is where Pink Void comes in, is while I'm cleaning it, our little Sonos system, I turn on music before. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll turn on music. And so whatever station in the middle of me cleaning the dog shit out of the Roomba for the second day in a row decides to play Pink Floyd. You hear the doom, 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 doom. Dum, dum, cash register sound. Dog dum, shit. Dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. It's a sin. That song sucks, dude. Because it comes in and it's so disruptive. Extremely cynical. Yes, please yeah. change it. Because it's just abrasive. It's an abrasive, annoying, childish song. And now my fingers at this point are... Shitty? Yeah, shitty. So I spent the next at least probably five minutes trying to unlock my phone with my nose and face because I didn't want to get my shitty dog shit fingers all over my phone. Wait, you got your phone unlocked with your nose? Yeah, I just pushed the button enough for it to kind of pop up. That's how much I hate Pink Floyd. I really have no strong feelings about Pink Floyd. Whatever. If you want to listen to that. I assume automatically if you really, really love the band that you peaked in high school. You for sure. <laughs> Pink Floyd is the favorite band of everyone who peaked in high school. It's supposed to be a phase. And if you don't grow out of it then maybe it tells you something like a lot of something i think if you really objectively listen to it not on drugs everybody yeah, we don't need to make that the whole episode i know but, but it's it's such a huge part of the band it really is and what the band went on to be which is not a band but a concert experience you take drugs and go see pink floyd i found a website called shroomy.org which you guess what that website's about. And there's just shit tons of oh, Pink Floyd yeah. stories. Obviously. That's the whole website. But here's the thing. You know, in, I think it's the movie Knocked Up where they take mushrooms and go see Cirque du Soleil. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. If Cirque du Soleil existed, I doubt that Pink Floyd would be a thing that anyone talks about. If there was shit like that that you could take drugs and <laughs> okay, go see. Okay. Yeah, if there yeah, was yeah. shit like that you could take drugs and go see it then, you wouldn't need Pink Floyd. You could just go see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Pink Floyd, I mean, we'll get into it, but Pink Floyd was touring with, I don't know, 13 semi-trucks going to cities three days in advance of the show just to start setting up all the production and everything. That's not music. No. Music does not require any of that. There's no, that I'm aware of, stripped down Pink Floyd. 
Floyd. Pink Floyd is like a screensaver. Yeah. Pink Floyd is the screensaver of music. Like uh, in the late Do you remember 90s? when screensavers came yeah. out? We're old enough to remember when screensavers came out. It was like a big thing in the, like, the oh, early 2000s. Third party screensavers. Yeah. Do you remember Dazzle? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember Dazzle. I remember everyone that I knew that had a computer freaked out over Dazzle because it was the one where it was like stars flying uh-huh. at you, like a 3D effect. I mean, if you go look at it now. Does Dazzle still exist? I, th- I mean, I want to say that if, if someone were to go to RazzleDazzle.com, this would would be a third-party screensaver that you could purchase and download on your computer. No one is telling me to tell you this, but if Dazzle wanted to pay me to talk about Dazzle in every episode (laughs) of this podcast... I would take their money and I would talk about Dazzle. They have managed to survive into fucking 2018. Yeah, I just want to know. From the 90s. How are you going to tie like uh, Slayer into Dazzle? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I need one meeting with Dazzle's creative team. One meeting. Yo, shout out Dazzle. Two words. Raining blood. Oh, shit. They are raining blood. That's a good idea. I would buy that. Call me Dazzle. (laughs) I would buy that. I bet people don't even think about that, like how far in advance we record this shit. No, they don't even know. They don't even know. You don't even know about space and time. So one of the things that we, because we've talked about this before, some bands just need this fucking show to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you don't go and just experience Pink Floyd's music. You have to go through this whole rigmarole. And one of the things I saw was, do you feel like Pink Floyd paved the way for EDM? Shitty EDM. Oh, the, I The don't intense know. light show, theatrical side of it, over the top of shitty music, kind of like EDM. And the- EDM was inevitable. The production, at least, like the out of control production, that's the only reason anyone would go. Think about the parallels. Everyone at EDM's fucked up. Yeah, it's Everyone just the, that goes it's sees- really it's the drug experience yeah. is what leads to that. When I talk about Pink Floyd in those terms, I'm talking about the dozens of tractor trailers hauling this shit down the interstate and everything. But really, it's how it got started, too, with the UFO Club when Sid Barrett was still in this band. They were doing those ink slideshows where they would put ink drops on slides projected onto the band for trippy visuals because everyone was tripping their balls off for uh-huh. the first time in modern society. <laughs> I'll say right now, I really have no intention of talking shit on Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd. And it's not because I think it's great or anything like that, but it's because they weren't taking themselves seriously. Mm -hmm. They didn't have all these, oh, we're going to be the biggest band in the fucking world ideas or anything like that. At some point in there, it became much different. There's no reason to really mock that. They were having fun. It's not trying to be anything more than it is. But there's this whole mythos and historical weight on that era of the band, which has led to so many bands ripping off early Pink Floyd over the years. It would take me all night to list all the bands that have ripped off early Pink Floyd. Well, not only that, but this band, everyone covers this band. Even from the early stuff, yeah. This band, beginning to end, has got to be one of the most covered bands. The Mars Volta has covered Barrett-era Pink Floyd. Yeah. That's weird. You take a bad, boring band, which is Pink Floyd, <laughs> and you take even worse bad, boring bands for the last 20 years, and they cover it. I don't even have a good analogy off the top of my head to describe how shitty this is. This is bad. What's really funny is at the time, Pink Floyd's first incarnation on the scene, then almost everyone, except for the people who are on drugs in the audience, 
thought this was some of the worst shit they'd ever heard, including the other bands that they were playing with. There are so many stories about other bands after Pink Floyd had just played, making a joke into the microphone. Oh, we're going to do a psychedelic number now. <laughs> and like kicking their amplifier to make the reverb tanks go crazy and calling it psychedelic music. Uh-huh. They were just fucking mocking these guys. But again, because they were just screwing around and not really trying to be great or huge or successful or anything. And if you like early Pink Floyd, I can make very strong recommendations of other music that you should be listening to. So-called psychedelic music from the time that's better than early Pink Floyd. The 13th Floor Elevator's first two albums had already come out before Piper at the Gates of Dawn. American band, by the way. Best psych rock of all time. No big deal. Uh, (laughs) Love's second album, Da Capo, came out in 1967. If you go to 1968, there's a ton of awesome stuff. This band called The Millennium, they had an album called Begin. There's Os Mutantes, of course, Silver Apples, of course, Dr. John's Grigri album, on and on and on. There's so much stuff from this period. If you really just hold it up, okay, this came out in this year, all this other stuff came out in this year. <laughs> you tell me what's better. But you know what those bands didn't have? What? Lasers. Have you listened to the Barrett era Pink Floyd? No. It's songs about mouses. That sounds like bullshit. I may have listened. The lyrics of one song are, I've got a bike, you can ride it if you like. He literally wrote songs inspired by children's books. So I should play this for my kid? Absolutely, yes. This is like kid's music. It definitely is. But it's trying to be that. Maybe I like Pink Floyd, I don't even know. Because I like kid's music. It's not for everybody, but Sid Barrett knew that. He just wanted to be in a band and play some shows. They get a gig as the house band at the UFO in London and... And as we've seen with The Grateful Dead, as we've seen with The Doors, when there's a band that becomes the default band in the time and place that is the default time and place to get and take drugs, that's going to be the biggest band on the planet. Yeah. It's going to happen every fucking time. We've covered this before. Don't get any ideas, anybody. If you're thinking about starting a band, don't fucking do this. (laughs) But when the hype starts taking over and Pink Floyd find themselves playing Top of the Pops, Sid Barrett hates it. Mm. He's not having fun anymore. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He's not making kids music anymore. This is him starting to lose his mind. And there's probably a lot that was going on to make that happen. Who knows what combination of genetics, drug use, life experience, whatever. All this stuff goes into it probably. But he has this breakdown in very public ways. becomes pretty clear That being on stage in front of audiences is freaking this guy out. Becoming famous is clearly a source of stress for him. And that's not... That's not what he wants to do. You know, it's not great. I mean, I don't really want to get into the kinds of things that happened here. Because one of the things that bothers me about Pink Floyd is the way that his mental breakdown is fetishized uh, by, you know, people who glorify mental illness, like it's this signifier of how pure someone's musical intentions were or whatever. Sure. You know, if you're crazy, the music that you make is automatically better or something like that. It's not something to be uh, put on a pedestal. Well, yeah, we should not, not funny. be doing that. I no. mean, it's certainly not funny, but it's also not glamorous no. at all. <laughs> it really fucking bothers me when there's a music biography movie, like a fictionalized account that really sells this idea. Well, it romanticizes yeah, it. Fuck you if you've yeah. ever even been a key grip on one of these films <laughs> you're an asshole go fuck yourself <laughs> you delivered food so yeah this whole story it's the kind of shit that i hate seeing in rock music mythology because the reality is that it's terribly unfortunate truly sad long story short 
Sid Barrett needed to not be in this band anymore. That's just the reality of it. So David Gilmore gets brought in to play extra guitar because Sid basically doesn't perform the way that everyone else wants him to because by now they're taking this shit seriously because the sure. band's starting to pick up traction, make money and everything. Come on, Sid, do what you're supposed to do. Well, let's get someone who will. Now it's a business. It becomes a business. At a certain point, they stop picking up Sid for practices and shows and David is now the guy that's in the band and that's just the way it goes. Move into the next phase of Pink Floyd, which by the way, this is essentially, I don't know, four bands over the lifespan of it. Zombie band. I mean, really, truly, it's a name with a revolving door of people. From here on out, once Sid Barrett is not in this band, game over. All you're really looking at is a bunch of jugglers trying to keep the balls up in the air. Yeah. Go oh, fuck. What do we got to do to keep it going? What do we got to do to keep yeah. it going? Over and over let's and bring over new people again. In. Let's let's get rid of this person. Let's bring this person. Let's get rid of that person. I don't really have a problem with them not having Sid be in the band anymore. Maybe name your band something else. Yeah, sure. Maybe change the name of the band since you're going to yeah. do nothing even remotely like what you were doing already. But that's not in the nature of the business. No, no, it's not. That's for another podcast. Hey, gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest T-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. What I do have a problem with, and this is what we're going to get into, is Sid Barrett's mental breakdown became such a huge source of material for this band. So much of the all-time best legendary music that Pink Floyd went on to create is straight up about their first singer's mental breakdown. Yeah. That's pretty strange. It's shitty. I don't like it. It's super shitty when you know the whole story. That just makes it worse. This should forever change the way you listen to their songs. Well, and when we say that we don't like it when mental illness is romanticized in this way, turned into a fetish, you know, made to seem like something that it's not, the band itself is largely responsible for the way that this is viewed mm -hmm. because of the fucking albums that they went on to make about this. The songs, the lyrics, yeah. the stories that are told in the... These are not cautionary tales, by no, the way. I was going to say, yeah. not, not in like a beware of this. It's like, a oh, it almost makes it beautiful, which it's not. When we get into uh, Dark Side of the Moon, one of the things that is in that album is they went around uh, having people talk into microphones, like talk about insane sanity, talk about your feelings about death and just whatever, whatever. And I, I want to say that one of the things someone talks about on that album is like, I'm crazy. We're all a little crazy. Ha ha ha. You know, like right. normalizing uh, insanity, putting it in that sort of context of like, oh, everyone's a little crazy. Sure. Not like Sid Barrett. You're not. <laughs> and you fucking do not want to be. Right. It won't make you write better songs. It's not going to make you cool. It's not going to make your art better. It's just going to make your life fucking awful. There's a huge difference between uh, everyone has moments of feeling a little crazy and actually being really, I have a debilitating issue that controls and dictates my life and how I live. What we're talking about, this has been happening in art for a long time. An earlier example of it would be uh, the glamorization of Van Gogh cutting off his own ear. 
Sure. You know, hey, the way that people think about that story as if it's an indicator of how strong his passion was for it. No, he was fucking crazy. It's not great. Even in, within music, how we, oh, so-and-so committed suicide or this person overdosed on drugs at a certain age. This is not something that should be taken lightly and romanticized at all. It's not. It's not Jesus. It's a martyrdom thing. You can see that they're suffering. They're like Jesus. Only they don't come back from the dead. Well, that's the interesting thing about bands is we do have recordings of them forever. They live on <laughs> in that way. Anyways, it's not quote unquote cool that Sid Barrett went crazy. And I also definitely think it's not cool that Pink Floyd wrote so many fucking songs about it. For right now, let's just say 99.9% of everything that Pink Floyd releases between Piper at the Gates of Dawn and Dark Side of the Moon is objectively bad. I believe even the members of Pink Floyd would tell you it is objectively bad. Which members? Not the people who are paid weekly. There's so many. You've either got someone's attempt at writing a song like Sid Barrett would have written a song or the whole band doing space rock, Mm. which space rock is what you call it when you barely play your instrument, but you do it for 20 minutes and then you title the song some dumb shit like aim your boner in the direction of the sun and jack it like paying your rent depends on it. It's the worst. Super long ass song titles make you project extra ideas into it. Honestly, I am barely kidding with that song title. Here's an actual working title of a song that Pink Floyd recorded in this period. The most boring song I've ever heard, bar two. They have an awareness. Of what they're doing. Right. They, they're obviously trolling people. This, to me, is another I don't think so. I think they just knew people would buy it. I don't think it was like... But a, that's so I, obvious. I don't think they even that's thought just, it was funny. That's just an obvious... It's kind of like Tool. Making people wear shirts that say they're a Tool. Ha ha ha, check this dumbass song we wrote for 20 fucking minutes. We named it something stupid. There's literally a song called Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast, where they recorded a roadie talking about the breakfast he was cooking and eating it. This is a 13-minute long song, and people paid money to own and listen to it. Yeah, again, there's no way you like this band if you're not on drugs. A lot of drugs. Whatever, I know this can't be the defining thing about the episode about Pink Floyd. I know that, but there's no fucking way if you're sober, you listen to that song. I don't care if you say you're sober (laughs) and you like Pink Floyd, I don't fucking believe you. You're never going to meet a straight edge kid or adult that likes Pink Floyd that isn't a fucking druggie. But you're just focusing on the worst stuff, Mark. You're not talking about Dark Side. You're not talking about the wall. You can't possibly tear down the wall. My eyes are rolling so hard. They're burning. Is there smoke coming out of my eyes? Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast era. This is also the period. How does the band continue after this bullshit? That's the thing that blows my I'll mind. I'll tell you how. Is they call it space rock, and they bring in all these extra. This is when they go space rock. Make a concert film of themselves playing in Pompeii, the ruins of Pompeii. Because again, without some cool setting or some big idea to make this shit seem more interesting than it is, everyone would realize there is nothing here. There's nothing worth paying attention to here. Unless you think about a fucking volcano. This is one of those moments, man. Where's my time machine? I want to go back in time and talk to some people and be like, why are you listening to this bullshit? Drugs. (laughs) It's the only fucking reason. There's no way, man. Because it's space rock, dude. What's funny is this whole space rock era is also around the time that people start calling Pink Floyd a prog rock 
band. Jesus. I have never heard a lick out of this band that made me think Prague. Everyone that's ever listened to Dream Theater's heads exploding. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Prague rock is dorky as hell. But when I think of Prague rock, I think of shit where, you know, every member of the band is so advanced in music theory, they could play a song where every instrument's in a different time signature and then they start playing the whole song backwards halfway through yeah. just to show how big a nerds they are. There's no fucking way any other actual prog rock band also has been called space rock. No, no, no. It doesn't exist because prog rock bands are not fucking spacey. Exactly. No, it would be like if we decided that every shoegaze band was exactly. also a prog band. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Depeche Mode is a prog rock band. Man. <laughs> not only is no one in Pink Floyd anywhere near a virtuoso musician, none of them would claim to be. Even their fans who know anything about music would tell you that. I found a couple of quotes. I didn't write them down because they weren't that great, but nobody really talked that great, famous musician-wise. A lot of people gave him credit for like influencing their music, but I think they were on drugs too. <clears throat> all David Gilmore has going for him is a guitar tone. Nick Mason is such a shitty drummer that he couldn't even play all his parts in the studio. The band had to start hiring extra percussionists when they kept touring. Someone wake me up when Roger Waters can lay down a groove like Mingus. Don't even get me started on Rick White. I can't fucking say this guy's name. Rick Wright. Fuck that guy. <laughs> the synth player. <laughs> Who likes the synth player anyways? Fuck the synth player. Dude, no. That's what tracks are for. Kick that guy off the fucking stage. Hit play on the iPod. Oh, I like to listen to some of the music of the bands that we're talking to before we're recording. Let me rephrase that. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I try to listen to some of the music. I did not have 40 hours of free time this week, so I wasn't able to listen to very many long-ass Pink Floyd songs. They are fucking long songs. Again, there's no fucking way you're listening to a 20-minute song without drugs. It certainly helps. It certainly does. All right, fuck it. We might as well just start talking about Dark Side of the Moon. We need to get there. Just to recap, going into Dark Side, because this is the one where everyone's going to get real mad at us. Uh, this is a band that has no real direction. They've lost their singer. Every time they go into the studio, they try to come up with some new gimmick that will hopefully make whatever they do seem more interesting than it really is. This time, they decide the gimmick is, what if we made an album that sounded like a person going crazy? Like how their friend went crazy. Dark Side of the Moon is a phrase that means going crazy. The lyric, and if the band you're in starts playing different tunes, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon, explicitly about Sid Barrett's experience in this band. If the band you're in starts playing different tunes, I'll see you after you go crazy. What did he think the whole time? I don't know that he thought. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was not. Not well. Not well. But hey, man, they wrote songs for him. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. This is the thing I want to say about every band that we cover, every single band. Weird doesn't equate to good. Nope. You know how many people say, oh, it's good because it's weird. And it's I'm like, different. That is not a qualification of good. So many of the people who like Pink Floyd like it because they think they are different than everyone else. Yeah. The original title of this album was Dark Side of the Moon, A Piece for Assorted Lunatics. 
So it just got abbreviated. Yeah. If you think you're crazy, listen to this. If you think you're weird, yeah. buy this. If you think you're an outsider, buy this. Did every album come with a hit acid? It showed up. <laughs> this concept is probably what leads them to the notion of using all these sound effects all over the album. What must it be like to be crazy? You know, oh, I bet you hear alarm clocks going off in your head all the time. <laughs> right. Well, no, probably not. You hear cash register. But if you add the production quality of Abbey Road's studios and engineer who actually knows what the fuck he's doing like say alan parsons this is pretty unfuck upable you know if your demographic is people who are putting themselves into a self-induced state of psychosis temporarily through the use of drugs it's pretty difficult to fuck this up mm-hmm. don't fuck it up and people are gonna buy it there's an entire website of people that have taken the time to write out their experiences the first time they listen to this record what what's yeah, the website i don't I mean, actually never mind don't plug i was it. gonna say you really want me to say no. it? we don't want people to know don't go uh and they're most of them are pretty short but i literally was like i can't believe you actually took the time to write this shit out it's so bad it's embarrassing but people have this like bond to it that doesn't make any sense to a sober person which I was when I read them. Imagine this album without all the extra sound effects on it. It'd be more boring than it already is. <laughs> Just imagine listening to it without, imagine money without all the cash register sounds. Yeah, get rid of all that shit. And what are you listening to? A shitty high school band. It would just be a shitty song. Ding, 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 ding. Dun, 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 dun. Is it kind of a bro thing? Do bros like it? I feel like it's kind of a frat bro. It's super big. You don't make one of the best-selling albums of all time. You don't get to say you're an outsider. The fans of it don't get to say, I like it because I'm different. You don't like it because you're different. You like it because you're literally exactly like most people who buy albums. If it's in the top 10, even in the top 100, you're nothing different. You're the same as everyone else. Oh, also, here's an example of how great this album is not once the novelty wears off. People had to start coming up with this stupid ass theory that the album was secretly made to sync up with The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. You know how when an album's good, you don't have to sit around and think about how it would be better if it synced up to a movie? Yeah. Yeah, this is the opposite of that. Yeah. Because this album fucking sucks. Wouldn't it be cool if I had something to look at? That's a real good album, right? Here's the truth, though. This is the real truth. It totally does sync up. You No, no. you... <laughs> yeah, totally really does. No, here's the thing. If you eat enough mushrooms, you could literally watch Eddie Murphy raw. Oh, baby. <laughs> and Dark Side of the Moon would sync up to it. I'm just telling you that it's true. I got a question. Don't try this Here's out. a question for everyone who thinks that Pink Floyd is the best band ever and that Dark Side of the Moon the, Do people is, really think that? Are you fucking serious? People yes. Re- people Dark Side really... of the Moon has been on the charts since it was fucking released. <sighs> It's like one of the 10 best-selling albums of all time. I have such a hard time believing There are people who think that Dark Side of the Moon is the best album ever made. And I have a question for those people. If this album is so great, if this band is so great, how come anyone can do this? How come there are Pink Floyd tribute bands, there are, who can book a venue on New Year's Eve, sell it out? Shouldn't it be the band that has to come do it if this is so great and so special and if they're so amazing? How come a fucking tribute band can do the exact same damn thing? I'll tell you why. Because it's not special. Anyone can do this. 
Elvis fans, same question. If Elvis is so great, how come there are five million of him? <laughs> Anyone can be in Pink Floyd. That was a good tirade. I totally agree. That was great. Think about how many uh, Dave Matthews band cover bands there are. I've seen a Pink Floyd tribute band that had a live concert on demand. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view Pink Floyd tribute band. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's next level for sure. <laughs> That's peak. If not even the band, the tribute band. That's because the band, the actual band, doesn't play shows. <laughs> It's a fucking zombie band, so you can go see Roger Waters. Speaking of Roger Waters, Roger Waters wrote all of the lyrics on Dark Side of the Moon. It's the first album that he wrote all the lyrics on, and right away, it's pretty clear that this dude's emotional intelligence stunted around the age of, I'd say, 17. Yeah, no shit teenagers around the world started writing Pink Floyd lyrics on their backpacks. Kids in my high school were still loving Pink Floyd. It is so weird, especially when he just hangs out there and that's where his artistic yeah. space is. And that's where he stays. Where he's in his 50s singing shit that 16-year-old children are relating to. Yeah. Hey, guy. <laughs> it's time to grow up. Let's grow up a little bit. Yeah. Roger Waters' voice is objectively terrible. I think he would even tell you that. Yeah, he doesn't. When I saw him, it's so weird because you're going to see Roger Waters, but all he does is play Pink Floyd songs. And I'm like, wait, am I? Because no he cares doesn't about care anything. anything that he's ever done individually. It's just Pink Floyd songs. And he doesn't actually sing a lot of it. He's like barking. Because he can't sing? No, he really can't. He legitimately can't sing. That's why there's always so much echo on his voice. Yeah. There's so much echo. And he would sing parts, but then he had a lot of help from other people. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times other people sang the parts completely. Like he didn't sing. Yeah. He's kind of a hundred, so. He's an old bag of bones. Oh my God, he is so old. <laughs> I saw Roger Waters not that long ago and people were booing him when he talked about Donald Trump. It was fucking hilarious. He has Trump fans? Because he has two sets he did the first half which i don't know what i really don't know but in the second half it was all the political songs yeah they had this giant wall i mean it looked cool as hell and i was <clears throat> definitely not on drugs it was all political though and it was your dad right yes i yeah. don't do drugs yeah. uh he hates donald trump obviously fucking hates him Every time he put something up about Donald Trump being a pig, he put Donald Trump's penis, I think, up there at some point. Excuse me? People were booing behind us loudly. Like many people were fucking booing it. It was it was fantastic. I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I had nothing else. I was like, I don't really care about this song. This is hilarious to me. There's people booing. They paid a lot of money. I don't know how much tickets were, but it was fucking expensive. Because you, you got it for free? <laughs> now fuck off. I found it on the ground. I want it at McDonald's. In Monopoly? Yes. McDonald's Monopoly. How ironic is it that the band who recorded the song Money would go on to carry on extremely public and embarrassing feuds over dun 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 money. This band fucked around, accidentally made one of the biggest selling albums of all time, Serious Money, started yeah. pouring in, <laughs> and they want to keep the money pouring in, so they just stay on theme with Wish You Were Here, another album about their old singer losing his mind, another album where Roger Waters writes all the lyrics, which are still juvenile at best. Roger just never grew up. You want me to write songs like a 16-year-old that are boring and quote-unquote spacey? I can do that. I'm not a musician. How hard is it to make boring, dull music? It seems pretty easy. I would think it would be pretty fucking easy. Can't be that fucking hard. But as bad as Roger Waters is at writing lyrics, every other member of this band is so much worse, and they all seem to know it. 
until the checks start coming in and they realize that Roger Waters writing all of the songs means Roger's getting most of that money. Yeah. And now we've got a problem. Money! This becomes the subject of many of their arguments that they have while making the next album, Animals, which all I really have to say about Animals is The Edge from U2 said he bought his first delay pedal after hearing the song Dogs. So... Fuck Pink Floyd forever and extra fuck this album. Yeah. Yeah, shit. It paved the way for you too. Yeah, fuck it. For real. Seriously. Delete this. If you've got the edge himself telling you, well, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for Pink Floyd, burn it down. <laughs> By the time we get to the wall, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I hate concept albums. One of my favorite things in the world is when bands put out records about concepts. <laughs> By this point, I'm just falling asleep. This is so fucking boring. Concept albums should maybe be illegal. I'm fine with that. Which is worse? Concept albums or double albums? Obviously, double concept albums are the worst. I think double albums are the kiss of death. I don't think that there's ever one instance you can give me that double album was a good idea. It's never a good idea. There was one time where I had a double CD case. I can't remember what came in it, but I took all that shit out, threw it away, and then I put two copies of Appetite for Destruction just in case I fucked one of them up. Nice. That was a pretty sick double album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Use your, oh, wait. I really don't know. Maybe concept albums are worse. I just feel like the whole band was a concept band. For all the same reasons that I hate musicals, too. It's spontaneously breaking into songs several times a day is not a realistic portrayal of life. Using several songs to tell one story. If you need an entire album to tell me a story, maybe you're a bad songwriter. Well, there. I think what you just said is true. It's not music. It's a musical. Yeah. Because that's what a concept album is. It's just telling one big story. That's what a musical is. I fucking hate musicals. We could do an episode called Every Musical Ever Created <laughs> Ever Sucks. And I would gladly shit on every musical because I fucking hate musicals, which makes sense because concept albums are basically musicals. Have you ever seen Cannibal the Musical? No. I saw The Book of Mormon. Is that good? No, I fucking hate it. They're singing. <laughs> I don't fucking hear singing, dude. All right, The Wall is clearly a bullshit album. Anyone who thinks The Wall... It's so real. stupid. Please, anyone, if you're old as fuck and a kid showed you how to listen to this, your knee-jerk reaction is to defend The Wall. Please do me a favor and go listen to the whole thing before you come at me on this. Wait, sober? You have to be sober. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't be fucking doing fucking shrooms. That's cheating. This album is a chore to listen to. I feel like I should be getting paid. It's so boring. I can't make it through the whole thing. There I, I are tried. three versions of the song Another Brick in the Wall on this album. That's such a dick thing to do. I think they hate their fans. That's proof that they hate their fans. You couldn't say what you wanted to say in two versions of the song. Okay, they're just taking one of the songs that they knew would be popular and spreading it out over the whole album so people don't realize how much filler there is on this thing. There's so much filler on this double album that doesn't need to be a double album. I wonder if it's ever been done where somebody actually just chopped it down to the actual songs and not just the noises. And it would be four songs. I believe Roger Waters may have had a secret reason for wanting to break these songs up into multiple parts. I think he started doing it back on Animals, which also had a song split up over three tracks. I think this reason is money. Money. More songwriting credits on the album. More money. The very thing they spoke they became. At what point do people begin to realize there are 26 tracks on the wall and you only like four songs? 
this very common thing. People think, well, I like this song and this song and this song. That band is amazing. You like at most four or five songs out of an entire catalog of 8,000 hours of bullshit music that this band put out. They are not a good band. They wrote a few songs that you'd like. It's true. That is the fucking truth. It's true. Because you do not listen to the wall all fucking day in your car. I guarantee it. No one does. You only do that if your car's broken down on the side of the road and you're still tripping on acid after 1975. I specifically remember I bought the wall. Okay, cool. I'm going to listen to the yeah. wall. And my first car, I put it in. After 15 minutes... I feel like I've been lied to, you know, like, like to say the least, it's not driving around music, no. but to go even further, there's not songs on it. It's not good. Say, what music? If you're a fan of the band, when do you say, man, I'm going to throw the wall on tonight. You only do that when you're on drugs. There's no fucking way you do anything else that you do not fuck to that music. You do not <laughs> I can't imagine clean. having sex you know, with the wall. <laughs> Some fucking freak out there probably did, but that's mother comes on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're really laying it down. Oof. And if you're mother, do you think to build a ball? <laughs> if you're fucking the Pink Floyd, break my balls. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you look at it, the song is getting split up and everything. The band is just at each other's throats the whole time right here. If you start talking about the arguments, what's really annoying is Roger Waters, who is clearly an asshole. He comes out looking like the good guy. People love Roger. No, everyone in the band is mad because he's getting all the money because he's writing all the songs. So Roger's like, okay, did you write a song that we could put on this album? Well, no, but... Did you write a song that we could split into four? Or one. Did you write any song that's worth going on this album? Right. Well, no, I didn't. But, like, it's it's not cool that you're getting... Welcome to the music business. Things that people don't know about the music business. If the wall was good, they wouldn't have had to come up with that stage show to get people to buy a ticket to the tour. To bring it back full circle, you're correct. It's the old KISS formula. Tricking people into thinking the good time they're having with their eyes must mean their ears are having a good time, too. And that obviously has worked very well for Pink Floyd. There is a whole lot of production there to make up for everything else. So after the wall, they made another stupid concept album. Roger wrote all the songs and then he left. The band itself is basically over. But here's where we get into zombie band. I was going to say, this is where even I think you start to lose Pink Floyd Tell bands. people your zombie band theory. The zombie band is when you're not dealing with any of the people or one person that originally was in the band at some point. Oftentimes, not even in the beginning. The Misfits are a zombie band. The Misfits are a zombie band. There's a bunch of them, actually, if you actually look into the bands that you like. Oftentimes, are full of people that uh, it's not just some dudes in a band that make music for a long time. It is literally a cycle of people in and out, but Pink Floyd still continues, but Roger's not in the band, even though he wrote all those songs, and Roger goes out and does his own thing, but he just plays Pink Floyd songs. It's so bad. A zombie. It is just a living dead. It is just a name. Anybody could be out there. Fortunately, I didn't have to read the Wikipedia page because I've had drug dealers for about 25 years now, and every time you go over to a drug dealer's house to <laughs> buy some fair. shit, he's going to tell you what he knows about being Jesus, how many um, people have that dumbass fucking prism on their fucking wall? <laughs> oh, it's a prism, people. Just so you know, that's what a prism is. It's not that groundbreaking. That's what a prism does. One thing that's funny in the whole band fighting and suing each other bullshit. Over money. 
After uh, Roger is gone, the band wants to keep using all the big scale production. Roger sued Pink Floyd over them using the flying pig. Got that patent on the flying pig. He did. He came up with a lot of it. Their solution was to put balls on the pig. <laughs> it's a different they pig. They put balls on the pig and then flew it around. Could have painted Roger on the side of it. That's what I would have done. That leaves David Gilmour as the creative force of this band. David Gilmour isn't the creative force of anything. Uh, <laughs> this dude is... I, mean, I haven't seen a picture of him wearing anything but jeans and a t-shirt since ever. He's a fucking multi-millionaire, I've got to assume. And he dresses like shit. Just retire, man. He's just working class. They make albums of... No. They issue no, Pink no, Floyd, Momentary no, Lapse of Reason. No. And all it is is it's like he sat down and made a to-do list of things he thinks a Pink Floyd album is. Hit the check mark on each one. Extended instrumental yeah. intro, droney blah, 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 vague lyrics, right. guitar solo. It's like he asked his friend, hey, man... Define Pink Floyd for you. And his friend wrote all these things down. And he goes, okay, this is the Pink Floyd script. It's really weird. You know what this would be like? I think that if you were to superimpose Pink Floyd onto another band like the Beatles, David Gilmour is pretty clearly Paul McCartney. So it would be like if the Beatles really did break up, but Paul kept the Beatles on tour. Paul as the creative force. Like if Wings was the Beatles. Right. No one would be happy with that. No. It's never a good thing, dude. When 90% of the band is gone, it's not a band. But there are millions of dollars on the table well, every time. Go as At least I will give it to Roger. I'm going to give him credit for one thing. When he tours, he just tours his Roger Waters. Got to give him to him for that. What I think is interesting about this episode of our podcast, we just sort of ended up here, not really reaching a climax or anything. Yeah. Kind of drones on for no reason. Mm -hmm. Welcome, my son. <laughs> We're just going to keep talking and then eventually fade out. This is our concept episode. This is going to be a double episode. We're going to split it into two. Pink Floyd, episode one and two. See now if you're tripping on mushrooms, this is your favorite part of the entire episode. If you're tripping on mushrooms, I'm blinking really close to the microphone to see if you can hear it. Can you see him blinking through the, your speakers? I don't think you can hear it. Mike. No, I don't think so. I couldn't hear it. I I'm sitting hear right it. here. I am. You were blinking into the microphone. Shine on. Oh. Remember when you were young and your head was like the sun and your hands swelled up like balloons? And your mother busted your balls. Yeah. Listen, I've we could make this into a visual episode. Lights and like triangles and prisms and flying things in the air. Do you think about heartbeats? <laughs> like what if your heart only has a certain amount of beats when you're born? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard doctors say that. Yeah. So what's the point of working out? Probably lose their medical license. Yeah. <laughs> if you're That's what you think. Well, of, you're born with a, a certain number of heartbeats. What's the point of uh, keeping it healthy? I bet you Art Bell was a Pink Floyd fan. Oh, probably. Yeah. I, I hope not, just for my sake of liking Art Bell. I don't know what music Art Bell listened to at all. He probably listened to The Doors, man. I feel like he probably didn't listen to a lot of music. He was chasing UFOs and shit. Weird guy. Yeah. You ever wondered how much the moon weighs? What about Infinity? Do you ever think about infinity? Yeah. How does it go on forever, though? I don't know. Especially after I die. <laughs> well, for you, it doesn't. <laughs> for you, infinity ends right then. Fuck. Infinite things go in both directions. So it would mean that it has also gone forever into the past. I don't know. Time, time and space. What if the Big Bang 
wasn't really the beginning of everything. What it if was it the were, end? What if there is a dark side of the moon and the moon is existence, you know? And so then when the Big Bang happens, it's like all of matter being sucked through a black hole into this dimension. And so we think it's just the beginning of all recorded history or whatever, but it's just this time. And then the universe is expanding right now. But what if it reaches a certain point and then it starts coming back in? Like the universe is breathing like lungs. And then when it comes all the way back in you know i mean we die of course but then it gets sucked back into that black hole and then it goes out the other side and then we're all, i guess the bright side of the moon if you're on drugs right now by my book i want you to breathe right now because you're probably not you're probably having a fucking panic attack don't be afraid to care infinite universe all things are possible oh. so right now in a parallel universe there's two idiots recording a podcast still are you still here are, are you still listening to this podcast? Someone is. This is great. I'm really glad you came with us. This journey has been great. Thanks for making it. I love it. how we didn't plan this. I didn't even privately plan this. I have no idea. But one thing I do know, if your favorite band is Pink Floyd, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to another psychedelic episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Pink Floyd is one of the most common requests we get here at Your Favorite Band Sucks. Uh, of course, we don't really give a fuck what bands you want us to do episodes on, but I'm saying I know there are going to be a ton of you out there who've been waiting a long time for this one, so you fuckers better show some appreciation and spread it around the entire internet. I want to see this episode all over social media. You know what to do. And actually, in the REM outro, I let everyone know that we're in the process of launching a media network. Now, when you go to yfbspod.com to get a link to share an episode, one of the other cool new toys we have is this badass media player. We're rocking some real high-class shit, and that's how it's going to be from now on. All these other podcasts can give you piss-poor quality files and lo-fi audio, like you're some kind of neutral milk hotel fan or some shit. But no more of that indie podcast bullshit for us. This is the big time. We even went back and remastered all our old episodes, so those are sounding better than ever. This is a free podcast, people, and this is how dedicated we are to offering quality content. Okay, speaking of neutral milk hotel, that's the 